It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. It's my podcast. My name is Spencer. Let's talk about the words in this episode. The first word is dree, D-R-E-E. This is a transitive verb from before the 12th century. It is chiefly Scottish. The synonyms are endure and suffer. Oh, I have to suffer. You have to suffer through. No, you have to dree through listening to me go through this whole book. Uh, This is from the Old English Driogon, akin to the Gothic, also Driogon, spelled a little different, uh, and that means to perform military service. So, assuming that uh, people did not want to perform military service, they had to endure through it, suffer through it, until they were done, and so they were they were dreeing, dreeing through their military service. And uh, I wonder if the uh, the Scottish people still say this one. Gotta suffer through a, a preschool play. Some people might say that that's suffering through it. Uh, they're dreeing. Okay, the sound effect is going to be. I might I might change it up a little bit. The next word is dreg. D R E G. Noun from the 14th century, one, sediment contained in a liquid or precipitated from it. And the synonym is the word lees, L-E-E-S, and I am not familiar with that one. Um, And this is usually used in plural, so you would say dregs. What is the sediment at the bottom? Usually wine, red wine often will have some dregs at the bottom. I don't think you really want to drink it or eat it or chew it. Probably just leave it in the bottle or rinse it out. Nobody's going to judge you if you leave it there. Two, the most undesirable part, and this is also used usually in plural, as in the dregs of society. Who are the dregs? Every person is worthy but, you know, maybe there's some people who are, I don't know, doing some bad things, not being nice to the other people, doing the crimes. Well, why are they doing the crimes? Are they being forced to because of their situation in society? Maybe you can't call them the dregs if they're just trying to survive. Three, the last remaining part. The synonym is vestige. Vestige. Not, yeah, vestige. And this is also usually used in plural, as in the last dregs of fuel. You don't ever want to get to the last dregs of fuel. You got to be filling up your your car gas tank before you get to the last dregs. Dreggy. Dreggy? Dreggy is an adjective. So those things are so dreggy. They're the last parts, the undesirable parts, the sediment the dreggy parts of the wine. This is from the Old Norse dreg with two Gs, perhaps akin to the Latin, do you say fracas or frases? I think it might be fracas. 
that is the dregs of oil. So I guess uh, oil? Some kind of oil has some dregs at the bottom? And I'm going to assume that nobody wants that part of the oil. Next is D, region. Two words, and the first word is just the capital letter D. D, region. Noun from 1930. The lowest part of the ionosphere occurring approximately between 30 and 55 miles above the surface of the Earth. And uh, the equivalent of that in kilometers or kilometers is 50 and 90 kilometers above the surface of the Earth. So, but this is the lowest part of the ionosphere, and depending on how the pressure is changing throughout the day around the world, it's it's going to go up and it's going to go down. So, somewhere between 30 and 55 miles above the Earth is the lowest part of the ionosphere, which is the D region. Uh, I don't know why it's called the D region, though. It doesn't say. Maybe we need to post a picture of the ionosphere on social media. Maybe put a link. Why do they call it? Put a link in the show notes. Why do they call it the D region? Dreek is next. D-R-E-I-C-H. I would want to say Dreik, but that's more of German. This is not that. This is Dreek. Adjective from 1813. It is chiefly Scottish, and the synonym is dreary, which we talked about in the previous episode. So, uh, it is Middle English from Scandinavian origin, akin to the Old Norse druger, and that means lasting. Hmm, lasting. That's a little confusing. I don't know how to connect that to dreary. Is there a different dreary? Uh, displayed listlessness, provide, not likely to provide cheer, comfort, or interest, gloomy, dismal. Hmm. Yeah, that's a little confusing. Dreek. If you're feeling dreek, you're feeling dreary. Oh, it's a it's a dreek day when I look up at the D region. It's full of clouds. Dreidel is next. You can spell it D-R-E-I-D-E-L, or you can take out the last E, so it just goes D-L. Dreidel. Noun from 1916. One. A four-sided toy marked with Hebrew letters and spun like a top in a game of chance. And then also number two, a children's game of chance played especially at Hanukkah with a dreidel. So the game is dreidel and the toy is dreidel. And there is a picture of a dreidel, which look it's a top, you know, it's the, it's got the pointy bottom and then the little dowel on the top so you can spin it. But the difference between this and a regular top is that the sides have been shaved down to to be flat. So there's four sides, and so when the top falls, it's going to show one of those sides facing up. And the way that you play the game, I don't remember the specific exactly. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. But um, each one of the symbols means something else, so it's like... It's kind of, uh, it, it, they, they say it's a game of chance, and so it's kind of like poker where you like put money into a pot in the middle, and so it's like if it falls on one side, you get the whole pot, or if it falls on another side, you have to put in like half your money, or you take half the pot, 
and I don't remember the specifics, but it's it's something like that. Um, I've never really played the game, but I have sure spun many, many dreidels in my life. Uh, my mom's side of the family is Jewish, and so, you know, we did Hanukkah, we did all that stuff, and dreidels were just around. We just had them strewn all over the house. On the mantle, on the floor, on the piano, next to the TV, you never know when you're going to get the urge to spin a dreidel, so you just got to spin it. Sometimes in the fridge, in the bathroom, in the medicine cabinet, we just had dreidels all over the place. This is from a Yiddish word, dreidel, spelled with a Y instead of an I, from drein, which means to turn. That's why it's called dreidel, because it's turning and spinning. And turning and turning and turning and falling. Also, from the Middle High German Dreyen, from Old High German Drain, uh, and there's more at the word throw. Now, I, I, I don't... So, does the Old High German and the Middle High German, did that come first? And then then Yiddish spen, spinned, spun, came from German? The the Middle High German, maybe it did. I don't know. I don't know enough about uh, Yiddish. And then Hebrew, I'm I'm a little confused as how Hebrew and Yiddish are connected. Um, is Hebrew a form of Yiddish, or is Yiddish a form of Hebrew, or are they separate? What's the connection there? I don't really know enough about those. Uh, but clearly, they must be related. So you throw the dreidel down, and you spin it, and you win or lose money. And usually, I think when you're playing with kids, you're playing with the gelt, the uh, the the foil wrapped coin, chocolate coins. Man, I'll, I'll just eat those. I don't need to play no game. I'll just take the I'll take the gelt, please and thank you. Uh, and yes, I mentioned there's a picture of a dreidel. Uh, it shows the flat sides. The bottom is pointy, but it's kind of curved. Um, it's a soft point. And then it shows a couple of the Hebrew letters. Uh, it's just showing two of the sides, and I don't know what they are. One of them kind of looks like a backwards L, a very fancy backwards capital L. And the other one, it's a little harder to see. It also looks kind of like a backwards capital L, but there must be something different about it because they can't they can't be the same. There's only four spots. Has anybody made like a six-sided dreidel or an eight-sided dreidel? And then you can have more complicated ways to play the game. That should happen. And the dreidel sounds like... The next word is drench. First form. Noun from before the 12th century. One. A poisonous or medicinal drink. Specifically, a large dose of medicine mixed with liquid and put down the throat of an animal. Call this a drench, so it's supposed to help the animal... But it looks like the problem with it is that if you maybe have it in too much doses, too too much of it, if the dose is too high, then it might become poisonous. As again, we've seen this before. There's a fine line between medicine and poison. I've never heard of a, a drench medicinal drink thing. 2A, something that drenches. Like the water coming from the sky is a drench. To be a quantity sufficient to drench or saturate. I what I need right now is a quantity that is uh, sufficient to to just drench 
drench me in the shower. That's the kind of water I need. I need to be drenched. The second form of drench is a verb from before the 12th century. It looks to be just transitive. 1A is archaic. To force to drink. And that looks like that is the one that's uh, connected to the medicine that you're putting down the throat of an animal because you have to force them to drink it because they don't, they don't want to drink something that they're not familiar with. They don't maybe realize they're sick. 1B, to administer a drench to. Again, this is connected to that. And the thing that you are administering the drench to is an animal. So you're drenching the animal with the medicine and then... I guess even before the animal situation, what they used to say is if you forced somebody just to drink anything, maybe you were drenching them. Hmm. Two, to wet thoroughly as by soaking or immersing in liquid. Just, you just take a thing and you just dunk it in water and you have drenched it very thoroughly. Three, to soak or cover thoroughly with liquid that falls or is precipitated. Fallen from the shower, fallen from the rain, fallen from the gutter, fallen from your Spain. I I don't know what happened there. Number four, to fill or cover completely as if by soaking or precipitation, as in the quote, was drenched in furs and diamonds. And that is a quote from Richard Brodigan, or Brodigan. So I guess somebody had a whole bunch of furs and diamonds on them, and it was as if that they came from the sky. It was raining furs and diamonds. It's rain and furs and diamonds. It's rain and furs. A synonym is the word soak. Drencher is a noun. Well, uh, the whole drinking thing makes sense because this is from the Old English drinkon, which is akin to the Old English drinkon, D-R-I-N-C-A-N, and that means to drink, which makes sense. So, uh, yeah, just became a thing. You force them to drink, you're drenching them. Hmm, okay. Let's see. We have one more word for this episode, but there's a whole bunch of definitions. So, it's the first form of the word dress, D-R-E-S-S, and there will be two forms in this episode and one form in the next episode. So, the first form is a verb from the 14th century, starting with transitive, 1A, to make or set straight. Hmm, trying to think of how do you use that one in context. To make or set straight. Dress, there's something, there's something there. I don't know. 1B, to arrange as troops in a straight line and at proper intervals. Dress the troops. No, you are not literally putting the clothes on the troops. You are making them all nice and neat. You're, You're making them straight, setting them straight in literally straight lines. Two, to prepare for use or service. Specifically, to prepare for cooking or for the table, as in, 
dress a salad. Dress it in in a fancy black tie clothes. Uh, No, you're just preparing it. You're getting it ready. Dress the salad. I don't know. I don't know where these came from. I guess we'll, we'll look at the etymology at the end. Three, to add decorative details or accessories to. As in, nope, the synonym is embellish. Ooh, gotta make it super fancy. Dress it up real nice with bells and whistles and I guess furs and diamonds, but I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the furs. And even the diamonds, maybe not a big fan of those, especially not the blood diamonds. Uh, but dress it up. Dress, let's all get dressed up fancy. 4A, to put clothes on, as in, dress a child. Oh, you childs, you don't know how to put your clothes on, so we got to do it for you. Please, please get dressed. I got too many things to do. 4B, to provide with clothing, as in, feed and dress a growing family. You're not literally putting their clothes on, but you are providing them with the things that they would wear, and then they could put the clothes on themselves once they're old enough. Number five is archaic, and the synonym is dress down, which we will see in the next episode. Uh, That seems, well, it seems like the opposite uh, of most of these definitions, so maybe that's why it's archaic. 6A, to apply dressings or medicaments, medicaments to. Um, How do you say that word? Medicaments? Medicaments. I feel like that's maybe some sort of medicinal thing. Um, So to apply dressings or medicaments to, as in dress a wound. How do you say that word? I don't know. We'll find out later. Uh, yes, you gotta dress it, you gotta put the, put the fancy, you gotta put, you gotta put the neosporin on there, put a band-aid on there, a bandage, whatever you gotta do, you gotta dress it. Again, I just want to see a wound dress in, I don't know, black tie affair. 6B1, to arrange by combing, brushing, or curling, and the thing that you are arranging is hair. You got to dress your hair. I don't know if I've heard that one. Hmm. But yeah, anything that you're going to, you got to mess with something in some way to make it all nice and neat or whatever, you're dressing it. You can apply this to literally anything in the world. 6B2. To groom and curry. C-U-R-R-Y. And the thing that you are grooming or currying is an animal. Um, curry. I don't know. I feel like the, the 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 other definitions of curry have very much left my brain. Um, so grooming an animal, you know, you're brushing it. Maybe you're giving it a trim. Whenever I go to Petco to uh, to get some, you know, food and litter for our cats, uh, they have a grooming section, so I get to see them. So they're they're dressing the animals. Usually, it's dogs in there. But what? Are these other forms of curry, uh, these definitions of curry? No, it's not the food. No, not the food. Uh, Let's see. Clean the coat of. Here we go. Ah, yes, with a curry comb. Uh, Yeah, so it's really just, it's very similar to to grooming. 
cleaning the coat of a thing, you're dressing it. You probably have to dress the, the horse, maybe getting them ready for dressage, which, uh, are we going to see that? Uh, da, 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 dressage? Yes, that's, that's in tomorrow's episode. Okay, back to the definitions. Here we go with 6C, to kill and prepare for market or for consumption. And this is often used with the word out, dress out. Um, I have heard of people say like when they hunt a deer, they have to dress the deer, get it ready. They're doing the skinning and the cutting and all that stuff that I don't agree with and I don't like and I don't approve of and never had to do it myself, obviously. But dress out, I've not heard of that phrase. So I guess we'll probably learn about that in tomorrow's episode. Uh, let's see. Is it is it even in there? Um, I'm scanning, scanning. Huh, I don't think it is. No, because uh, I guess the context was all done here. 6D, the synonyms are cultivate and tend, especially to apply manure or fertilizer to, as in dress a field. So you're putting the manure, the fertilizer in the field so the things can grow all nice and strong and healthy and happy and tasty. And so you're cultivating the field by dressing it. 6E, to put through a finishing process, especially to trim and smooth the surface of. And the thing that you are putting through this process, a couple of things possibly, lumber or stone. So if the edges are all rough, but you want them nice and smooth, you got to dress it. It could be like sanding, grinding, if we're talking about stone, maybe metal. Uh, but yeah, dressing is the process of just making it all pretty and nice and fancy. Here are the intransitive definitions. 1A, to put on clothing. I learned long ago how to dress myself, and I hope I never forget, and I hope... I can always do it myself, but there's a pretty good chance that if I get to be of a certain age or have certain medical problems, I may not be able to dress myself anymore, and that's going to suck. 1B. To put on or wear formal, elaborate, or fancy clothes, as in dress for dinner. I very rarely go to a dinner where I have to dress formally, uh, elaborately or fancily um what is elaborate clothes ooh that that might be fun though you know let's uh let's put on some elaborate clothes just to go to dinner at a fast food restaurant number 2 is talking about a food animal to weigh after being dressed um and this is often used with the word out so yeah dress out we talked about this before um so to weigh after being dressed. So I guess this is uh, the dressing, I think, is when, like I said, skinning it and doing, getting it ready, getting rid of all the blood probably. Um, and then you have to weigh it. Why do you have to weigh it? I don't know. So you know how much meat you have? Three, to align oneself with the next soldier in a line to make the line straight. So the sergeant general guy is probably like dress yourself and then all the soldiers have to look at the guy in front of them the guy or girl or woman or whoever it is 
and uh, they say they got to line themselves up with that person, and then the person behind them lines themselves up and back and back and back, and they also probably look to the left and the right, make everybody nice and straight, because we can't have messy lines in the military. Soldiers all have to be straight, because that's what they say. There is a phrase, dress ship, and this is to ornament a ship for a celebration by hoisting national ensigns at the mastheads and running a line of signal flags and pennants from bow to stern. So this is the equivalent of, um, of a, a black tie, you know, the, the ship. The ship is going through, it's, be, it's being dressed, it's going to a black tie affair, but instead of wearing a fancy gown or a bow tie and a cummerbund, uh, they're putting flags on it. Flags, all the flags, all, flags everywhere. Flags for the ships, ship flags. It's flag time, baby. Okay, the etymology says this is from Anglo-French, dresser, which means to direct or put right. From the Latin directus, which means direct. From the verb dirigere, which also means to direct or it means to direct. The other word was just direct. This verb is from dis plus regere, and regere means to lead straight. And then there's more at the word right, R-I-G-H-T. So it's when everything is done rightly, correctly, perfectly, nicely, straightly, all of those things. So that's that's uh, feels a little subjective, but... You know, it evolved into putting on clothes, which in our current society is the right thing to do. That's what they say. Maybe not everybody wants to wear clothes, so for them it would be the wrong thing to do. Let's say the very last word, and first we will make a sound effect of a dreidel spinning. Well, there's no. Why is there no dreidel here in my office? Aren't there supposed to be dreidels everywhere? Boom. I won the pot. The second form of the word dress, noun from 1606. One, the synonyms are apparel and clothing. It's literally just the things that you put on your body, your dress. Two, an outer garment, usually consisting of a one-piece bodice and skirt. And the... um. The example of who is wearing this outer garment is, uh, I really hope that this is not a thing that uh, is, is used in future versions of this, but it says, as for a woman or girl, and no, that is unequivocally not true. I get that this is just an example. You know, the part in parentheses is is not, uh, this is always the the case of this thing that we're talking about, but... Why Why even say it? Anybody can wear a dress if they want to wear a dress. It doesn't have to be women or girls. It can be men or boys or non-gendered people. And so, yeah, just, just get rid of that. Please and thank you. Okay, so I guess the difference between a dress and a skirt is that the dress also has a bodice, which I think would be the part that goes over the torso. A skirt is just a thing that you wear waist down, uh, and then the bodice is the part that is up higher above the waist 
but it also has the skirty part and it could go super short, it could go super long, could go all the way down to your toes. Number three, covering, adornment, or appearance appropriate or peculiar to a particular time. So this is the stuff that you wear. So like maybe you got outside clothes, day clothes, street clothes, school clothes, work clothes, fancy clothes. Those are all the, the, the different kinds of dresses that you would wear. That You got, well, I guess you would, instead of saying clothes, you would say, I got fancy dress clothes, uh, school dress, work dress. I don't know. I don't know if that gets used much in that way. Maybe the way I'm using it is a little odd. And number four, a particular form of presentation. And the synonym is guise, G-U-I-S-E. Just what it's, uh, it's the thing that you were putting on at a certain time, at a certain place. It's your dress. Okay, now I have to pick a word of the episode. Um, so I have to reread the words. We didn't have very many today. We had dree, dreg, deregion, dreek, dreidel, drench, drench, dress, and dress. Well, what do I want to pick? I don't know. I mean, dress, is it's a clearly a big one. There's a whole lot of definitions that you can use this word for. Uh, it's I'm not it's not my favorite though you know I like uh, I like having clothes on I'm not one of the people who uh, prefer to be nude uh, or wear less clothes I think I'm perfectly fine having clothes on um, let's see I mean I guess I guess dreidel is fun I, even though I never played the game it's just sort of a fun thing like who doesn't have fun spinning a dreidel come on if you don't have fun spinning a dreidel I don't want to be your friend uh, let's see. Should we pick that? The dregs. I'm not a big fan of the dregs. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Dree is all about enduring and suffering, and I don't feel like I want to suffer through anything. Sure. Let's pick dreidel as the word of the episode. I mean, geez, there is literally a song that goes, Dreidel, 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 I made you out of clay, and when you're dry and ready, with dreidel I shall play. Why are you making a dreidel out of clay? What is the point of that? Did back in the day, did that, is that all they had to make a dreidel out of? No wood? I think wood would make more sense. It's a lot easier to make dreidels these days with the technology that we have. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Oh, there's more There's more to the verse. You know what? I think I might have to put... Um, I don't know if I'll be able to, to... I'll see if I can do this. There is an old home movie of my family when we were doing Hanukkah. I think it was 84. I think it might have been 1984. I would have been four years old and uh, could have been 85. Might have been 84. It doesn't matter. Um, and so it's a whole whole family is all together. And uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get permission from other family members to like put this out. But anyway, it's just a super cute video of uh, the people in the front are me, my cousin, who is six months younger than me. And uh, my mom, and I think my mom was like, does anybody know any Hanukkah songs? And my cousin goes, I do. And we start singing dreidel. And it's just the cutest little thing you've ever seen. Maybe someday you'll get to see it. You know any Hanukkah songs? I do. What? Let's hear, let's hear the, which song should we sing? I could do a dreidel song. All right, let's sing dreidel. Let's hear dreidel. Oh, I want to sing it. All right, go ahead. Oh, dreidel, dreidel. I made it out of clay. Oh. One to twenty. I'll, I'll teach you how to play. Oh, 
Dreidel, dreidel, I made you out of clay. And when you're dry and ready, with dreidel, I shall play. Okay, that is going to be the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening, as usual. Please come back. Please bring friends. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.